Welcome everyone to Buy, Hold, Sell. Well, from time to time, we love to give a special report on anything that does, has to do with business. And right now, I have an expert, someone you definitely want to hear from. It's Jessica Walker. She is a small business owner for Jay Walker Salon in New Jersey, multiple locations in New Jersey. And Jessica is joining me today for Buy, Hold, Sell. Jessica, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're here. We're going to have some fun today because usually if I'm getting a haircut, I'm speaking to my stylist, but we're not really talking about business. So this is going to be a great conversation, something that's new for me, that's for sure. But I got to ask you, can you tell the audience, how did you get started on this journey? So I started in the hair salon world back in 1997. Um, I graduated cosmetology school, and with the support of my family, I opened up a very nice location in Bernardsville, New Jersey, in a strip mall. And um, from there, I wound up relocating across the street five years later, and a few years after that, purchased the property where I, that was my uh, second location. And now here we are, fast forward. I have four brick and mortar locations, and I have an on-location bridal and event business. I love making people feel beautiful. I think um, when your outer looks good, your inner feels better. And bringing in that confidence to someone, whether you're a male or female, going on an interview, um, you know, trying to, um, you know, show up as your best self. There's nothing like looking good. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right about that. The confidence that you get with it. I mean, it's fantastic. And it's funny, even if you if you don't have a, um, you know, a good haircut. My son, he's just went off to college. He goes out and he gets a haircut. He hated it. He was so upset about it because he was meeting all these new people. I just told him to wear a hat. I figured everything would be just fine. So with you being a small business owner, what are some of the challenges, though, for you? I mean, what do you because I'm sure when you started this business, you probably had you know, the typical challenges of just really getting started. You have, you know, the, the filings, you know, with your LLC, if that's what you have, and, you know, and, and just finding the labor and the equipment and the space and the marketing, you gotta get the word out. But now that you are somewhat established and you have multiple locations, what challenges are you facing today? I believe as an established business owner now, being in business for over 26 years, one of the major challenges is continuing to be innovative and to get ahead of the curve and to stay relevant and to really be on the top of your game technically, but marketing wise and having the talent and attracting the talent that loves on their clients and can lead them down a place where they feel confident and where they leave um, so happy that they're willing to then talk about it to their friends to make this a linear experience. Okay, that makes sense to me. So let's talk about the labor because right now, Everything I'm reading from a business standpoint, it's very difficult to get employees. I mean, I'm not sure exactly. There must be a money pond somewhere where people could just take a bucket and just fill it up and get this cash. Because you would think people would be working. I mean, you go to any establishment, there's always a wait. There's always a delay, especially if you go into some of the the service type of, of, um, of businesses. How are you attracting talent and recruiting them to work for you? I am continually going into the cosmetology schools to look for talent there so that we can teach and train from within. Um, we are also keeping post open on Indeed. And to be honest, we are getting a lot of applications, more now than I have in a very, very long time. It doesn't mean that they're wonderful applicants, but what I'm excited about and intrigued about is that at least we are getting applicants applying for positions here for different roles, administrative, customer service, um, you know, massage therapist. There are a lot of people that are 
coming in where for a while it was really dry. So hopefully the money, the money uh, pond has run out. <laughs> I mean, I'm also hearing that credit card debt is now again at an all time high, which is super scary. Um, so, you know, we're looking forward to continuing to meet people. And when I have uh, the time to interview, I try to really get to know them in a way that's more personal because I think people are looking to be a part of something. They don't want to just go to a job and, and hang up their um, you know, hat and just work and then go home. I really think they want to be a part of something and they want to make a difference not only for themselves, but for the others around them. Okay, that's good. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit because now I'm curious because I know personally I go through with these with these interviews and you're, you know, when you're interviewing someone for, for a job and I know certain things that I'm looking for, what kind of qualities are you looking for in a team member? I'm looking for someone who is going to be authentic. And I know that that word's been thrown around everywhere, but there are certain traits that come with loving what you do. And, you know, you might not be the best at it right then in the beginning. You know, I'm a forever learner, but if you love what you do and you can show up and you can give it your all, um, sometimes, you know, showing up is, is the hardest part. But then when you get there, you can become inspired. Um, you know, the people that that I try to attract uh, you know, I, I love for them to, you know, do the right thing when no one's watching. And it takes time. You know, you're not going to find that out in a first interview. So we really look to meet with people multiple times, set them up with maybe a project or a to do so we can see how they act and how they work through that. Um, you know, and it's a bit of a process, but I think hire long and fire quick. That's what everybody keeps saying. And that's what we're really working to do as well. You know, if someone shows us who they are. We have to believe them. So are you looking for people that are new or, or do they have an established list of clients or both? I mean, what what's the perfect candidate? That's a good question. I think within um, the salon industry, um, I believe that teaching and training from within always creates a culture that is um, together and is welcoming, where sometimes you can bring someone in that has a clientele from another location. And, um, you know, that comes with its own unknown waters of what they're used to and and how they're used to being taken care of and handled. Um, so, you know, for me, my practice has typically been to teach and train from within and to grow the people up there. You know, most of the time clientele, they don't want to drive very far. So if you're getting someone coming from another uh, location that's nearby, that's typically competition. And just for me and my business practice, that has not been the way that I've grown my business over the last 26 years. Okay. So let's talk about money then. Inflation on buy, hold, sell. We, for the past, I don't know, year plus, we've been talking about inflation, and but we're not talking about it as much. Um, however, costs are still up. I mean, you go to a store, everybody knows. The audience knows the story. What are you facing as a salon owner? Our costs are so high. Everything, every single thing that we purchase, it's hard to navigate sometimes. You know, there are obviously areas where I will not um, make, I will not make a decision and say, I'm going to jeopardize the integrity of the service that we're doing. And I'm in, um, I have a product company that I've been working with since I opened. And that's also my distributorship. And we have a very good relationship and I trust them and they trust me. So when I place my orders, my orders are received, um, you know, within a couple of days, which is amazing. But when you're also doing business with companies like Amazon, the prices are astronomical and you really have to do your research and say, okay, if I could buy it here or I could buy it here. So it's spending a little bit more time 
to really double check and see where am I going to get the most bang for my buck, you know, even when it's coming to buying the essentials that you need for doing business every day, um, the office supplies and all of those kinds of things. It's difficult, but it's just something that you have to spend a little bit more time navigating and doing some research to find out where you're going to get your best, best bang for your buck, because no matter what, we have to have these um, we have to have these items. And I don't feel comfortable just saying, OK, we're going to put it back onto our clients and we're going to increase their price. Um, I, I feel like there's only so much that we can do with that. And I just don't think at this time, continually increasing the prices for our clients is a best practice. So that's interesting. So you're not passing on the higher cost to the client then. So that means it's eating at your bottom line, your profit loss. So you're, I'm sure you're trying to find other ways. Maybe you're selling product or whatever, but, uh, but as far we as the services yeah, go. Mm -hmm. We are trying to do that. We did have a price increase after COVID. We, we had to, and we also have a level system within the salon. So I think that that helps gives the clients options so that if they want to see someone at this price point for their budget or at this price point, and depending on what services they're having done, we have options for that. And, you know, you can come in and have a consultation on different levels, but definitely when it comes to, um, you know, budgeting and what the PL looks like every month, literally trying to make small adjustments um, it does make a big difference. If you could save 1% over 12 months, that's 12 months, that's 12, uh, that's 12 points right there. And it's literally just being much more diligent about who you hire, when you hire them, what you buy, where you buy it from. It's taking that extra time. Okay. So let me ask you this. The, you have the multiple locations in New Jersey and are you thinking of expanding? Right now, what I'm focusing on is keeping the clients that we have and keeping them as super happy um, you know, ideally over the next 10 years, the plan is to expand. Uh, but right now it's almost looking at, you know, where are locations? Are they serving us the best way that they can be? And um, do we want to make a move with some of the ones that we have and relocate something? Um, you know, so right now it's a little bit of a curious and open time where I'm working with my financial advisors so we can say, you know, what's the ne next best thing for us to do, um, you know, as a small business right now. Okay. So let me ask you this before we go to the break. I want to know about that 10 year plan. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, I'm sure you get some great stories as well, customers, whatever. I would love to know. I, and we can also talk about whether I should get a firm or not, but that's a whole other thing, but we'll save that for the very end of the show. But I have one final question though. So you're in the, in the salon business. Do you find, is there competition? Is it, is it fierce? And I would imagine being in New Jersey, you have a, a number of people that are, yeah, you're right there. You're, you're pancake between, you know, you got the two uh, big cities with New York and Philadelphia, got quite a few clients there you know, really getting jazzed up. They're looking their best. You probably have a number of salons. I was doing some research. I was, I was shocked by how many salons there are in New Jersey. And I'm sure it continues to grow. With the competition, though, how do you actually combat that? Are you, are you one of these guerrilla marketers who are trying to get, just get the business, take it and keep it? Or are you just thinking, ah, high, you know, high tides lift all boats? I really believe in an exceptional customer experience. I think if you're delivering a service, that's worth sharing. People will continue to come back. I believe in connection and the good old fashioned, you know, know the person's name, make eye contact, give extra, give that extra zhuzh that makes a really big difference in it being a um, exceptional experience where that person will leave feeling amazing. You know, you can think about when's the last time you went somewhere that was a service business and they really knocked your socks off and they really made you feel like you were the only person that mattered. That's what we're working towards. Um, and that's something that I think when you can show up consistently and your team understands that extra love to give, 
it makes all the difference in the outcome and in the relationships, you know, moving forward. Outstanding. That's great. Well, I love that. All right. Well, listen, we're going to leave it there on this block. So coming up after the break, I want to ask Jessica about this 10-year plan and if she's having any restrictions from the state level. We'd love to get her thoughts on that. But stick with us today. We have a buy, hold, sell, a special report on small business owners, Jessica Walker. She's the owner of Jay Walker Salon in New Jersey. Check them out at jaywalkersalon.com. Definitely want to see uh, see what all the services they have to offer, especially the wedding side. We'll get into that after the break, though. So uh, we'll be right back. Buy, hold, sell, brought to you by Crosscheck Management. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. In a world where secrets have consequences and lies can't be hidden forever, immerse yourself in the gripping new thriller No Lie Lifts Forever by Todd M. Schoenberger. Join Wall Street hedge fund manager Travis Carmichael as he delves deeper into a web of corruption and conspiracy, finding himself entangled in a high-stakes game where souls are at stake, and trust is a luxury he can't afford. Critics and readers can't get enough of this heart-pounding page-turner, calling it a masterfully crafted suspense novel that will leave you breathless. No Lie Lives Forever is a masterfully crafted thriller that will leave you guessing until the very end. With its intricate plot twists and unforgettable characters, this is a must-read for fans of suspense and mystery. From the mind of acclaimed author Todd M. Schoenberger comes a novel that will challenge your perceptions and keep you turning the pages late into the night. Critics and readers alike can't get enough of No Lie Lives Forever. It's been hailed as a gripping roller coaster ride, a true page turner that will leave you breathless. Don't miss your chance to uncover the truth. Immerse yourself in the suspenseful world of No Lie Lives Forever by Todd M. Schoenberger. Available now on Amazon and at finer bookstores near you. Did you know virtually all vessels traveling in the U.S. have to be American built, owned, and crewed? That's thanks to the Jones Act, which is the bedrock of the American maritime industry. On the American Maritime Podcast, we cover the topics that matter most to the 650,000 men and women of American maritime, while also being accessible for the average listener to learn about this industry. Every episode features a new guest, including congressional leaders, senior military officials, leading policy analysts, and other experts. Come aboard and listen wherever you get your podcasts or watch on the American Maritime Partnerships YouTube channel.
Welcome back to Buy, Hold, Sell. I am your host, Todd Schellenberger. We do have a very special report today on the small, on the world of small business. I have a great uh, guest with us today. She is a small business owner. She's Jessica Walker. She's the owner of Jay Walker Salon. We welcome the audience to go to jaywalkersalon.com. And Jessica, in the last block, you really touched on how you got started in the business and the industry. You did start out at a very young age. I have to ask you the obvious question. What did you what do you know now that you wish you knew back then? Uh, if I had a magic wand and I could go back in time, I would um, have loved to have had some more solid mentorships um, because it seems like over the last 10, 15 years, people are really talking about having those people that you can lean on and trust. And although my family was there and that was amazing, sometimes it was nice. It, it would have been nice to have a leadership team. I'm a part of an organization called EO and I'm in the New Jersey chapter. And the um, the things that I've learned from being a part of that have really changed the trajectory of my business and my mindset. Um, you know, so as you look back, if I could change things and I, uh, you know, I wouldn't change anything because I am who I am because of where I, I've come from. But being able to have an organization like EO that I, I could have been a part of to learn more, to get to where you want to be a little bit quicker, I think would have been really, really helpful. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Well, let me ask you. I mean, so you talk about the mentors and I'm sure you're mentoring some people um, because what you learned back then and then you have some of uh, your staff that you know, you're probably leading them along the way, especially the, the new ones. Has anyone ever left your salon and started something on their own? Um, started something. People have left the salon for sure. Has anybody ever started something on their own? Um, not that I can think off the top of my head. Um, okay. But that, no, that's fine. That do, do, do you have, do you make your employees sign an NDA though, that if they do, they can't take the clients? We have an employment agreement. They sign an NDA. They sign a non-compete. Yes. I mean, you know, in New Jersey, you know, that those are probably as loose as the caboose on the end of the train. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's still something of of an agreement. You know, like if, if I'm working with somebody and, and they're uncomfortable here, most likely I'm uncomfortable with them here and it's best for us to part ways. Again, um, as we talked about in the last segment, I really try to vet the people and I want to make sure that they're interviewing me and my team just as much as we're interviewing them so that we can make this a relationship. We spend more time together than the people who we live with at home most of the time, you know, when you're working full time. So we really want to make sure that they feel fulfilled. You know, I'm of the mindset, like I can't make everybody around me happy. I tried to do that years ago. I failed miserably. <laughs> but if I can make them feel fulfilled in what they do every day and provide a place where they can love the people they work with and make money, then that's, I'm, then I'm living my dream. Okay. So, and that makes a lot of sense. You have that community feel. It's a family feel. I love that. And I'm sure that, that your clientele feels it as well. So they they get into that and probably makes them feel at home, very comfortable. So what is the biggest mis, misperception of the, being an employee in the salon industry? I think um, one of them might be is that, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity to grow and that you can only make so much money. Um, what I will tell you is that there's no ceiling on how much money you can make as a hairstylist. There are a lot of stylists that I know that are earning well over $300,000 a year. It can be a very really? lucrative. Yes, yes. It can Ooh. be a very lucrative industry. And again, you could do what you love with who you love, where you love it. And you can choose all of those things while making people feel good along the way. 
um, there's a lot of opportunity within the beauty space. And I think that, um, you know, our schools, the, the cosmetology schools across the state, um, you know, I think they're working on leveling up, but I think that there's a huge opportunity to level up the, um, the candidates that are coming out of these programs when they're licensed by the state of New Jersey to be a cosmetologist. How much is cosmetology school? So if you're going private, they have, you know, they have public schools, they have private schools. I would say right now it's anywhere from probably 15,000 to 30, 40,000, depending on where you go. And it's typically, uh, a, you know, up to two year program, 18 months, two years, depending on how many um, hours you put in. That's interesting. Okay. So, so somebody decides to do this, they spend the money. It's less than college, but it, it's somewhat like college and you're getting the loans, you're doing this, but yeah, like you said, you could pull in 300 grand a year. That's crazy. I don't think anybody knows that. That's definitely a headline. I mean, listen, you have to work hard. You have to show up. You have to be really kind. You have to give the extra sauce like my dad always talks about. Um, it definitely can be done. And, um, you know, again, if you love what you do, it's really not work, right? Yeah, you got that right. I love that, the extra sauce. So what is some of that extra sauce? When, I mean, when you're dealing with clients, you have probably learned so much dealing with different personalities, different issues, whatever it is. What have you learned over the years dealing with so many different clients? Uh, listening is number one. It's the most important thing to do is listen. What are they looking for? There's an unspoken language when it comes to this industry that I don't think people really even know about, that people will show you things with their hands, um, you know, making eye contact. And the different elements that we provide in the salon, such as a hot rock, uh, massage with your shampoo and scalp massage. You know, a lot of places say, oh, we'll do a scalp massage, but adding that hot rock, that's the extra sauce. That's the additional, you know, what are the amenities that you're offering your clients when they're in there? You know, how easy is it for them to schedule an appointment or to adjust an appointment if they need to? Um, you know, those are the little things that keep that connection thriving. And, um, you know, we just are always trying to make it better. We're always trying to, you know, stand out and make that client feel a little extra love done. I love that. The hot rock. What is the hot rock? I, I have to ask. So if you've had, if you've gone and had a massage, a lot of massage therapists will have a hot rock massage and that'll be incorporated into the massage. So we took that idea and we make the hot rock, we make the uh, rocks warm in a warmer. And then after your um, shampoo and scalp massage, we'll actually literally rub your back, rub your shoulders, the back of your neck, upper arms, and you get like a mini massage after every shampoo. Um, wow. <laughs> so, so it's our, it's our little secret sauce that we have going on. Oh, that, that's some secret sauce right there. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that's good then. So, okay. You, I saw on your website, you have a great website, by the way, the audience definitely has to check it out. Jaywalkersalon.com. But you have this wedding service. Can you tell the audience what, what that is? I, I, Cause that's the first time I've ever seen that from a stylist. That's definitely a category killer as far as I'm concerned. So we have an on-location um, bridal and event business. So whether you're celebrating a bat mitzvah, um, a sweet 16, quinceanera, um, you know, a, a brides, um, we even do grooms parties. So we will come to you with our team and we will get you, um, you know, hair and makeup ready. Uh, if you're doing a grooms party, we can send someone to do hot face shaves. A lot of guys in the morning, if they are, you know, doing tea time golf afterwards, we'll meet them to um, clean them up, do the hot shaves. It's fun. And, you know, we've been servicing brides and weddings probably over 100 a year for the last number of years. It's a big part of what we do. And um, we really love being a part of a bride's 
special day. It's one of the most important things to me is to be able to help them, you know, bring their vision to life. Um, it's, it's, it's really a game changer. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's great. I, I bet that I'm sure that side of the business is doing quite well because that looks like a need that, uh, that any, uh, any new couple would definitely want to be a part of, especially the bridal party. And it's probably part of the, the vibe, I guess, is what you want to present when you're going down the aisle. One last question for you. I need to ask you this because it's a business show. Um, how do you, when you look at the salon industry, how do you think that correlates to the economy? I'd imagine if you have people walking in and they're dropping 200 bucks on, you know, whatever it is they're doing in your salon, that that's, that's a sign that things are going well. But I mean, you tell the audience, I mean, am I, am I right with that? Or, or do, is there something else? There's something very clear and correlated to when you look good, you feel better. And even in recessions from back in the day, they said the two industries that stayed at least flat that didn't go down were the liquor stores and the beauty salons and, and uh, spas. <laughs> so, you know, again, when your outer looks good, your inner feels better. We haven't seen that drop off where people are, you know, saying like, I'm not going in to get services done. They want to look better because it literally helps them feel better. It helps them be more confident, especially now. Most of the people are working on Zoom. They're on camera. So if you're looking at yourself all day, we've even seen the men's market grow because they're they're staring at themselves all day. They want to look good. They want to feel better. Um, so we haven't seen that yet. And, um, you know, we're hoping that we can continue to provide a service where, you know, you know, it's like we're a must have. It's Jay Walker. We're not cutting that out of our budget family. All right. I like that a lot. So uh, so right now, though, currently, you're not seeing any type of a drop off. So it sounds like you guys are healthy. Business is healthy. Therefore, in your in your eyes, you're seeing it that the economy is healthy. Yeah, we are. Yes. In, in our business, we are doing well. The hard part for our business right now is the cost of the, the inventory and, and the cost of goods. That's that's the that's the hard part right now. For us. That's the number one thing. Number one. Yeah. Well, hopefully things will. I mean, Sounds like, I mean, the Federal Reserve, they have a, a mandate. They're trying to get the 2% inflation. Hopefully, we'll get there sooner than later. I know it's a long road, but but we'll see what happens. So, Jessica, I got to tell you, this was fantastic. You were wonderful. I, I you, you said so much, and, and I can't thank you enough. Next time I'm in New Jersey, I got to stop by your salon. I got to check out the Hot Rock and the secret sauce you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. It's awesome. So, Jessica Walker from Jay Walker Salon. We welcome everyone to go to jaywalkersalon.com and uh, see everything that Jessica has to offer. So, Jessica, thank you again for joining us today on Buy, Hold, Sell. Thank you. Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. And thanks again to the audience for joining us and watching us today. Be sure to check our uh, episodes coming up. We have James Bianco joining us. Katie Stockton is also going to be joining us. Some A-list guests. We have some quality shows. We think you're going to love them. So, Thanks again for sticking with us on Buy, Hold, Sell. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Buy, Hold, Sell brought to you by Crosscheck Management. I want you to smash that like button. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.